Hi everyone, welcome back to the Teachers Danek YouTube channel. And as always, um, welcome to Learn English with Football, which is a show that I broadcast every Monday live here on this channel. And this time we're going to be talking about week 15, game week 15 of the Premier League. It's the penultimate game week. There's only one more to go before the World Cup break. And as always, it's good to be joined by a guest. This time it's just one guest, but he's going to make up for that by, by it, it's going to be, um, it's going to be compensated by the fact that it's none other than Nrup. Hi, Nrup. Evening, Zaniak. Evening, everyone. I apologize for the long-winded introduction. No worries. Uh, that was great. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I can do better yeah, than that. But it's good to have you here, Nrup. It's fantastic. It's fantastic to have you back to talk yeah. about football and mainly Arsenal's win over Chelsea. I can see that you are radiant today. <laughs> yes, I am. This this season has been different. So, yep. Yeah, the happiness index has decreased. Has increased quite a lot. Ab absolutely, absolutely. Just to remind everyone, Nrup. A friend of mine, first of all, we know each other quite well, right? Yes, you we are do. studying medicine in Prague. Yeah. In the capital of the Czech Republic. And how, how are your studies? How is everything uh, going? It's just all right. Uh, the weeks are different now since I have a different schedule, week in, week out. But yeah, I always have time to make sure that I'm your super sub or an emergency <laughs> sub for your show. So that's what matters to me. And yeah, I'm glad to be part of it today. Well, today you are in the starting 11. I'm glad. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I wouldn't exactly call it 11, but you're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> if anybody is in need of doctor in the future, down below, you can see Noop's Instagram account. You might as well follow him. You never know, right? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Nrup, so uh, as always, we're going to go through our usual segments. And the first one is matches we have seen. So, uh, I just watched the game uh, that was against uh, Chelsea, Arsenal yeah, versus Chelsea. And I, I did follow the game that was between Leeds and Bournemouth. I mean, mm -hmm. it was a fantastic feature. And yeah, that's all. Okay. Uh, I have seen lit little bits and pieces from the Manchester City-Fulham game. Then I obviously watched the uh, Chelsea-Arsenal game. And then, unfortunately, I also saw the West Ham-Crystal Palace game. Oh, man. Which was, it was a tough, tough watch. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> So that's that <laughs> out of the way. Uh, just to remind everyone, guys, feel free to leave comments as you watch the show. Get involved in the super chat. That's what this is here for. And um, we are always happy to get you involved. Put your comments on screen. Let us know which matches you have seen. Okay. Nrup, I don't know if you know this, but I've got a new segment and that's this one. Okay. 
the biggest wow. surprise. <laughs> wow. Is that I, is that a surprise in itself? Yes. Wow, that's a big surprise. And uh, <clears throat> could you could you explain us what is it about? Uh, it does exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> okay, so like yeah, usually usually we just talk about the match that or the result that was the biggest upset. Okay. So I can give you mine. Okay. Okay. So for me, it was definitely Aston Villa against Manchester United. United have been playing quite well recently, I thought. And I didn't expect Aston Villa to bounce back so quickly and to Unai Emery to start off so well. I mean, they are a big club. They've got a great budget. So, yeah, but like, how can... Unai Emery changed it so quickly there and beat Manchester United so comfortably. From what I could see from the highlights, it looked like they that was a comfortable performance from them. So that was my biggest surprise. Yeah, that was a surprise. But I think for since I was following Leeds versus Bournemouth, I think that was a bigger surprise. Leeds, they were leading the game at 1-0 and then Bournemouth, they net in three more goals only for Leeds to score back four goals yeah. And I think that was that was a good comeback. It wasn't one goal here, one goal there. That's it right. Was, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It yeah. was a big surprise. They managed to pull it off. Indeed. And, but uh, before yeah. the game, I may have not considered the result a surprise, yeah? If you if you asked me before the game. But the way the game went and how they had to the circumstances they were in and how they had to turn it around, I thought they did really well. Could be. It's just that this season leads, they haven't been the team that, you know, makes the game more entertaining, as in like lots of goals galoring from both sides. So I didn't expect that much from Leeds. But yeah, I mean in today's in yesterday's game, it was an ideal Leeds game, in my opinion. The one where Leeds was led by uh, Bielsa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um they are always fun to watch, in my opinion. Leeds. Um I <laughs> never know what to expect from them. There are usually a lot of goals. Uh, I think it's excellent for neutrals. I'm having fun yeah. watching, watching the highlights. I don't really watch the Leeds games, but from the highlights, uh, Leeds, Leeds' games, I should say. Sorry. Yeah, I don't always watch Leeds', Leeds' games, but from the highlights, always, always fun. Yeah. And and the manager is doing a fantastic job there, Jesse March. He was under fire at some point, but I think he yeah. turned it around. Fantastic job. I spoke to Pan, to Pan, our regular on this on this show, and he was really, really happy and relieved that they pulled it off. Yeah, I'm glad for Pan as well. It's been a tough tough season for the past two years for him. All right. Sorry, I'm just making some notes because I want to be able to do the language corner show no worries. Uh, at, the, at the end. And usually it's easier because there are more guests here, but today it's just you. Um, yeah, whatever. So <laughs> we have done this, right? So we have, we have, we've got this out of the way and we carry on with our next segment, which is the Game Week Highlights. 
first of all, let me say hello to Max. Max, it's good to have you here. Max, by the way, is a Liverpool fan. Wow. So, also a happy fan because they beat Spurs. But for us, Nrup, the one and only game week highlight has to be Arsenal. The London Derby. The London Derby. Arsenal beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Away from home. Thanks to, thanks to Gabriel's winner. And this is uh, something that put us back um, at the top of the league. Uh, before the, classics, the World Cup. Yeah, before the World Cup. Classic scoreline, 1-0 to the Arsenal. 13 points ahead of Chelsea. What's more important, Nrup, the three points or the manner in which we played? What do you think? I think... Uh, <laughs> wow, that's a good question. I think... Uh, I would go for the manner in which we played. I mean, yeah, definitely three points are important. But then if you want us to look for the long run, you have to look at the way how we play. Uh, you have to look for the consistency. And I think, yeah, uh, luckily we have uh, played really on a top level. Uh, our discipline in terms of every game, if you look at it game by game, has been great uh, defensively. Attacking-wise, we have been improving every game. We have been uh, finding out lots of uh, spaces where we could improve. And I think Arteta, he has definitely turned, uh, turned the side over into a great competitive side. And I think the game was brilliant. Although the scores, the score doesn't tell you the real story, I think it could have been much more 4-0, 3-0, or Chelsea could have scored one goal. But, yeah, I think it was a good 1-0 yeah. thrashing. Yeah, you've made a lot of good points. And uh, speaking of the fact that the, the scoreline doesn't reflect uh, what was happening on the pitch, it doesn't quite tell the tale, as we say. Yeah. If you look at the stats, Chelsea's LG was 0 0.24. Exactly. And ours was 2.38. So even from that uh, statistic it's pretty obvious who was the superior team we had 14 shots and but Chelsea only five definitely but the thing was Chelsea had five shots but only one on target whereas we had 14 shots but only two on target that is, true. That's, that is true that yeah that's the only part where I wanted yeah. us to hit more because we are gunners we represent a cannon and a cannon <laughs> should always hit at the right spot and that is that is that is true. We should have had more more shots on target, but exactly. overall, even we had more possession. Everything I don't think this, this used to happen in the past. So, away from home at at Stanford Bridge, always a tough place to go, and I think we handled it in an excellent manner, and should have won by a larger margin, as you said. Why were we so much better, Nrub? I think you've already described. A few a few reasons but um i will tell you what what most people say yeah I, I, from from the podcast i have listened to okay so there are three main reasons people keep mentioning one of them is that we are what well, we seem seem to be right now and in that match we were comfortable on the ball really like we were looking technically superior technically excellent one one twos 
controlling the ball well, not losing the ball, not giving the ball away. Getting the ball to the final third as well. It was fantastic. Yeah. But like everything is precise. Everything works like a clockwork, right? So that's one aspect. This technical uh, skill, right? The skill is very high level. The second thing seems to be... So you agree with this one, yeah? I absolutely agree. The second reason is that we, we seem to be fighters we have fighters in the team we don't give up easily we're not soft anymore you know we don't have a soft underbelly as we used to and like you can you can see the proof of players like granny chaka or thomas party they just they're tougher tougher guys even gabriel right tougher guys yeah we have a nice squad of, of players that don't you know yeah, we have a squad that just want to demand more and more from the team, and yeah. every win, every every ball uh, that we win uh, makes us uh, want to score more. It's just that we are more hungry, exactly. we are more ambitious, and yeah, yeah. Judging from our previous records, I think we were just more confident. Even though Chelsea, they looked or they had a exactly. weaker squad, that exactly. that just didn't matter anymore because we were just overwhelmed. And this is so important. It's about the mindset. It's about these intangibles, you know. It's not. It's difficult to put this into numbers, yeah. But these exactly. are like abstract, abstract qualities that are equally important in football. Confidence, yeah. This uh, is what divides the modern football to yeah. the like the modern football point of view, where people talk about stats and how the yeah. player performs, XGs and LGs, whereas. Yeah. You know, this they is don't talk aggressivity, about exactly motivation and determination and fight, and we showed a lot of that, in my opinion. We did, yes. And lastly, and I think this is again very important. There seems to be a lot of understanding amongst the players. There's a lot of teamwork. We fight for each other. We function well as a unit. We back up each other really well. I yeah. mean, imagine. Uh, uh, we had issues with our left back long time ago. Tierney used to be injured. Zinchenko was injured at one point. And then right now, Zinchenko is back with the starting 11 right after he's had his injury period. And there has been no issues with the squad. Tierney has been supportive. Zinchenko has been equally supportive. So yeah. I think I think signs looks great, even with the depth. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I think uh, there's only one person. Well, you say only one person. It's probably more people, but there's one person we, we should uh, be grateful to for the, all this. And that's Mikel Arteta. He's the guy in charge. Yeah. Of yes. course, it's his, it's the whole staff and the players themselves, but Arteta is the one pulling the strings there, right? He's the one in charge. Absolutely. So. Uh, yeah. I think Arteta has done a fantastic job. I'm, I'm so glad that I. I trusted his process, and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm also glad that the owners were patient enough to to hold him and not sack him last season. And you can see the results now, how he has changed. Even right now, this season, we are the youngest squad in the league, and look where we are. So it just shows how imagine, much is our potential. Imagine, I just wanted to say that. Imagine what potential we have. Exactly. We can only get better. We Those are players that when they get more experienced... When they start peaking, they are not even peaking yet. Exactly. There are still some faults in their in their in their game. You can see it. Imagine when when all of these players will start peaking. We have the youngest squad and we are top of the league, playing excellent football. 
Yes. I think teams, teams, we haven't had that for a long time, but for the other teams, they, they start to fear us now. Absolutely. I think, so. I, I think so. Well, there were some teams that did quite well against us. For example, Leeds, they played really well against us. Let's be honest, right? So Yeah, I agree with you. There will still be some inconsistency, I think, along the way. We, we can't prevent it. Also, what do you think will happen after the World Cup? Because it's, uh, it's like now we have the momentum. Yeah, so ideally we would have more and more and more games coming and uh, we would capitalize on this form. But we can't because now there's the world, the crazy World Cup in Qatar. We know what we, know what we think about that. I'm sure you are with me on that. Yeah. Even though you studied in Qatar. Yeah, I lived you? over there. Yeah, I lived. You lived there. How how yeah. long did you live in Qatar? No, five six years. Do yeah. you agree that it's not the right place to host world, the World Cup? Mm, I think it's look. If you give me that statement, I think it's the right place. There's no problem with uh, the location. The only problem is with the amount of money and the preparation and the 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 way they prepared for the World Cup. And yeah, I think it's a bit iffy. But still, at the end of the day, it's all about sport. And uh, from from the way how I see it, uh, sports should be a medium for connecting people and places and not divide people. So yeah. this is yeah. going to divide people. We know that. I know. For uh, lots of reasons. For lots for, of reasons. For, definitely for lots of reasons. And yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a unique World Cup because it's going to mark a new era after this World Cup. A new footballing era, in my opinion. Mm. If you ask me the circumstances of this, I say no. I say no yeah. to this kind of World Cup. Should never have happened. I'm sorry. I know for you it's a bit different. You're probably a little bit torn because you do have you do have a connection to the place. So I understand that you are a little bit more diplomatic. Also appreciate that you are open-minded enough about this. For me, it's it's a no-no. But I'm going to be a little bit of a hypocrite here and I will be watching the World Cup because it's it's the World Cup. Yeah, and who will I you should be following? Be, I, should, I should be boycotting it after saying these things. So. Well, it's hard, isn't it? It's the World Cup. Yeah. Okay, so going back to the Arsenal game, um, let's talk about a few specific players here. First of all, Nuru, you know who I'm going to mention first, right? <laughs> you oh. know what he's... Yeah, okay, listen to this, yeah? I'm going to quote. I'm back. I'm blue. And I'm ready. <laughs> you know who said is, that? <laughs> uh, is is that Smurf? Do you know Smurf? Yeah. Yeah, they say they, they are blue. They're always back. They're always ready for a new movie. So I don't know which Smurf are you talking about. You know exactly who I am referring to. No. Come on. Obama you know, who? Obama <laughs> what? Obama Young. Yeah. We used to love this guy. He used to score goal after goal for us. He used to he be used really to be good. He won, us, he won us the FA Cups. He Was it just it. one or two? Can't remember. At least, one. E At least one. E EFL Cup. And yeah, he brought us. He was just carrying our team. He was our ace. He was our captain. He was, he was our best player at some point. He was. And then he, obviously, there was a there was a problem last year. Yeah. He was kicked out of the team. 
Yes. Suspended. Something happened between him and Arteta. He, it seems like he didn't follow his rules. Suspended. Kicked out of the team because it was a, um, a repeated problem. Lost his captaincy. Lost his captaincy. Everything was filmed because there's there's the there's the TV show called All or Nothing that everybody could see what was happening there. Yeah. It's quite it's quite incredible actually. And now, now he well he went to Barcelona first, right? For for about half a year. For 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 a season. For half he, a season, yeah. Yeah, he did all right there. He scored a few goals, but then came back to Chelsea. Because Thomas Tuchel wanted him. Thomas Tuchel, who got sacked two days after he came, yeah. came to Chelsea. And then there was this strange video that came out before the Arsenal game. I am, I am back. I'm blue, and I'm ready. I thought it was actually quite a good piece of like marketing. I thought it was quite. It quite was. Fun. It was. Yeah. It was. It was quite fun. I liked it. Uh, it it reminded it. me of the old times. Because the way how the video was, and also it just yeah. brought brought in more hype. That okay, this play he could, you yeah. never know, he could score against us. So yeah, have. before the game, before the game, I always had this threat, because I always see Chelsea as the ultimate rivals of Arsenal's. Yeah, me too. Emirates me too. era of the Arsenal Arsenal's Emirates era. Although Tottenham are our rivals, I see Chelsea as our rivals because what Chelsea Same. has achieved in the past twenty years and the way how we always. I always have this fear whenever I play Chelsea. Like, okay, something yeah, is going to happen. It's going to be a very intense game. It's yeah. going to be very overwhelming. And plus, we have Giroud back then. He yeah. used to play against us, and now we have Aubameyang. So yeah, we have. It, a hard... We could, we could, we could see trouble. Trouble. We could see trouble. Yeah. Yeah, on horizon, but it didn't happen. It didn't. It backfired. It actually backfired because backfired. now everybody is pulling his leg. Yeah. You know, everybody is taking the Mickey out of him. Yeah, for, he for saying those words, and How also you know for his he... performance. Exactly. How do you know he feels now? Because does this mean that Arteta was right in kicking him out of the team? You know, well, is that how does it? How do you think it, it makes him feel? Because I'm sure he had extra motivation to perform well against against his former gaffer. No, I think uh, the video was just to boost his morale and to give some hope for Chelsea. I mean, they tried to tackle us uh, a bit with that with that video, but I think we were just uh, formidable against them, and it did nothing to us. I mean, uh, I don't want to say it uh, right now, but I think it's just the time. I, uh, if you if you had seen the celebration, Gabriel celebration, we surrounded against Aubameyang. I saw that, but I don't think it was. Do you know what? I don't think it was done on purpose. I think he was just in the way. Whatever I don't think, it is, I, think I don't it think so. It, 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 I, it would have been a bit too harsh, I, honestly. Course, whatever, course, course. whatever happened there, I think there is still some kind of respect between those players. Definitely, definitely. And you could see it when Aubameyang fouled one of the Arsenal players, and Arteta yes. went crazy because he went you know, crazy. He, yes, he went a little bit crazy. But then, from high from the replays, you could see that it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. And yet, Aubameyang was. Was not protesting. He admitted to the foul and he was apologizing to the player in a very humble fashion. So I thought from that I could see that there is still a lot of respect, a lot of mutual respect between the players. So I don't think I could be wrong here, but I don't think uh, the Arsenal players after score after scoring their goal 
when they surrounded Pauba, I think it was just some sort of he was just in the way, in my opinion. He was, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it was like he could be, yeah. But whatever it was, thing. I think I think it was a beautiful scene for for me at <laughs> least. <laughs> it was. Funny. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. It was um, funny. I have to say, even the the whole celebration, like Saka was like yeah. Saka thought. I, I think Saka thought he had scored, so he he took the corner. Right? It was a corner. It was, it was a corner. corner. He yeah. took the corner, and then he thought he had scored. Yeah. Because, because he, he was the one no celebrating one, the most. Yeah, because no one headed in, and the ball just yeah. bounced in, and then uh, Gabriel had the last touch, but no he one did. noticed it. It might have gone in. Might have, yeah. It might have gone in without him touching the ball, but actually, I thought it was a vital touch. The most important thing, it could, can't have been an offside, right? Because it was a corner kick, so that was yeah. good. And um, yeah, Gabriel got another goal to his name. And um, that's that's good as, as well. And uh, there was another funny moment. Did you see the replay with the focus on Granit Xhaka and what was happening in inside the box? When inside I the six, six, sixteen yard box. So oh, yo, the, you mean the fight with yeah between Granit Xhaka? Fight. Wasn't I mean, it wasn't a fight. They were just hugging each other. Like Kukurela. Well, Kukurela yeah, yeah. was hugging Shaka. Shaka couldn't move at all. But he well, seemed comfortable in that position. Yeah, he yeah. seemed okay with it. He was like, okay, he's hugging me. I'm just going to let it happen. It was so funny. Yeah, he, he didn't give him any space. It was like a complete embrace. And then that looked so funny because the ball was nowhere near them anyway. Yeah. And then... They were just Gabriel. provoking Xhaka, Gabriel. and I'm so glad. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, there, there was a lot of, there was a lot of Xhaka in that game. Um, this was one thing, but there was another incident later on that we were already winning. Chelsea got very impatient, and I think Xhaka was provoking them a little bit, but he always did it uh, in a way that he 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 never wanted to. Get, get himself sent off or anything. He will, he knew what he was doing, in my opinion. Yeah. He had it under control. And every single time they were pushing him, right? A lot of people were pushing him. He was just standing there, just looking looking them in the eye, like that. And he was drive he was driving the Chelsea players crazy. And I think that was part of the problem for Chelsea because they were they had the wrong focus. They were focusing on Shaka. On this, on this strange tussle with him, rather than playing football, would you agree? Could be. It could have been. I mean, I think every team they try to provoke Shaka in one way or the other, and they want to get rid of the key player because Shaka has been a key player for a very long time. When you think of yeah. it, uh, apart from this season, for the for the previous seasons when he used to be a bit less disciplined, uh, he yeah. used to be our underrated player. When you think of it, he used to be the connection between a midfield and on that left flank. And you could see now when he is under discipline, he's one of the top midfielders of the league uh, as of now. Totally. And if yeah. you break him, yeah, you can break the midfield and you can lose a player. Oh, he seems to be also managing his emotions really well these days. Yeah. Could it be I mean, because we are winning? Or? Could it be? Or I don't know, whatever it is. Kudos to the team. Kudos to the 
I don't know the psychologist or whoever it is. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's his wife. I don't know. But <laughs> well, again, like there was a lot of this in the in the in the TV show, all or yeah. nothing. We could see we could see the dynamic in the changing rooms, and yeah. I think he has got a lot of respect. Like he is he's uh, one of the leaders in the team. Yeah. He's and got that. Now now it all starts making sense. Is there some like a few years ago? Uh, Arsenal fans, including me, we were wondering why, why we kept Shaka, why we, why uh, Emery and then uh, um, Arteta trusted him so much. We were wondering why. Exactly. But I think, but I think they've proven they have proven us wrong. You know. I agree with you. I was really happy. I was I was very happy when I. When I heard the news that okay, he's going to Roma, he's gonna play under Mourinho, it's gonna be a fun game, fun life for him, I guess, life under Mourinho. Yeah. But then he just decided to not go there overnight. I think it was an overnight decision. I think he was convinced. I think he was, he was convinced, convinced by Arteta. Yeah. I think Arteta yeah. said, "We need you," yeah, something like that. Yeah, he had packed. And he had already his bags packed. It was yeah, and I don't know what happened, but I think but, I'm really glad. I'm really glad to have him back. Huh. It's we just he's have a key, new player. He's our key player now, absolutely. He is. Yeah. Alexander Zerchenko was thrown back into the team because he had been injured, right? How surprised were you that there, he went straight into the team in such a high-profile game? I was actually How quite surprised. surprised. Uh, I didn't expect that. Uh, I thought he would get some, some time uh, during the game. Uh, I was expecting more from TNA because... He's yeah. more defensive than or, uh, than Zinchenko, and he also plays more in the wide, and his his crosses are much better. Whereas Alexander Zinchenko plays more in the center, mm -hmm. and he he sometimes replaces Xhaka as the defensive midfielder, and that's what we saw from him. But uh, whatever it was, I think it could have it could have gone either way. Like it could have been a bad uh, tactic by Arteta to put uh, Alexander Zinchenko right after his injury. But I think it was great. Uh, he he kept the defense together and he kept the midfield together at the same time. I think he probably expected Chelsea to sit. I think Arteta. I think now, like Arteta knows that Ar Arsenal are playing playing ex excellent, and also they have a really strong start. It's always about the start. Like we really yeah. hit the like, you know, in the first few minutes. We are all over our opponents, and I think the teams expect us to do that. So Arteta has to come up with a counter counter plan, you know, to counter that. So um, probably he thought playing Zilchenko means that he would be more on the ball, and we would keep the ball more. And it's true, we had a lot of possession, and Zilchenko was a great contributor to that. He had one of the most touches of the of the whole team. Speaking of touches, Nrup, did you know that? Um, Abumiang had only eight touches in the box, whereas Gabriel, Gabriel Jesus had over 50. I heard that Not on surprised. a podcast today. So, <laughs> Not surprised. And, uh, wow. What does I, it say? I, what does it say about, about, about uh, Gabriel Jesus? Just that we are really glad to have him. Not as a goal scorer, but as an additional to the Arsenal team. And... I mean, if you look at Jesus' game, it's not about the numbers again. It's about how he plays, how he created. I yeah. think you saw he cre he probably had 
three easy goal chances. The first yeah. one was when he dribbled against, he when he dribbled past, I don't know, three, four players and it was quite, quite Ronaldo R9-esque goal. And the <laughs> second one was when he received a cross from Martinelli, which could have been in, which could have headed in. And he, yeah, I remember his expression when he said uh, he missed it by this much. Yeah. And yeah. So I think he's an amazing player. Yes, he's experiencing he a gold drought now. I believe he, he hasn't scored for eight games. He does. But, but he his all-around contribution just completely like makes up for that big time because he he makes assists, he fights for the team. Creates he, chances. Cre he creates he creates chances he creates space for other players he and he also wins wins penalty for us he draws he draws fouls he he attracts a lot of attention from defenders he's irreplaceable for me yes i agree with you even even without him scoring like the thing is these days a lot of people will compare him to someone like Haaland, especially because it's now between Arsenal and Haaland and um, Haaland City, City right? Haaland uh, FC. Yeah, Haaland FC. So everyone is looking at Haaland's goals and the way he plays. But Jesus, it's just a bit unfair on him because the the amount of contribution he has to the team, or he adds to the team, it's priceless in my opinion. It's it priceless. Is. And it's unfair to compare those two players. It just, those teams play in different... Well, there is a lot of similarity, but there is also a lot of difference in terms of these two number nines, right? Right. So... I completely agree with you. I mean, yeah. you, don't, you don't really compare these strikers. They're just completely different players. Absolutely. And they are, one, one could be an individual person. One could be a team player. One... Let's other wingers score, whereas one depend whereas the wingers on the other team depends on the strikers. So it really depends. Like if you remove Jesus, we still have players who can score. But if you remove Haaland, you could see the score line against uh, yeah. which team was that? Um, um Fulham. Fulham, yeah. So yeah. that's it. Exactly. So we managed to win three out of four big matches. This didn't used to happen. We beat Man okay. We lost against Manchester United. That was the we only did. one we lost. We beat Tottenham, Liverpool, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Now Chelsea, and also you have to remember that our win against Chelsea was the first uh, win right. by a top six team uh, against a top six team in their away game. And of course, the next team was Liverpool that won against Tottenham. But again, our win was the starting uh, moment. I think it's a it's a massive boost to the morale of the team. It's it just is. It is, there's just a difference beating Fulham, like City beat Fulham two one, right? It, it was a big big win for them as well because they they clinched the victory in the dying minutes of the match. Okay, so it's always nice, right? Yeah. But you can't compare beating Fulham and okay, they were also one uh, ten. They were one man down as well. That's that's important too. So I think for them it was a big win as well. But in the grand scheme of things, beating Chelsea is always bigger, in my opinion. So definitely. They are still they are still Chelsea. Yeah. You know, okay, they are 
out of form and they have a new manager and they have a new manager rebuilding in the rebuilding phase still it's chelsea and it's uh, it's sometimes it's in our heads right it's like they are our boogie boogie what's the word boogie team boogie team yeah boogie team yeah so you know what a win what a win so do you think we are mature enough now to handle the pressure once everyone starts talking about the title i think people are already talking about it like at the beginning even when we were top of the league people were like ah oh, you know it's just our, a phase. It's, our, it's arsenal it's just a phase you know it's they have a good start but city will show, show not just really dominance no, later on but can they, we, how long yeah. can we keep saying this <laughs> i mean they said that tottenham is going to come 3-1 liverpool's going to come 3-2 chelsea's going to come 1-0 i mean I don't think we can hide from this anymore, Nrup. I think we, we, we have to. I think even Arteta admitted it a little bit, didn't he? In one of the post-match he did. conferences. He did. We I need mean, even to say it. Admitted. We are in the title race now. We are. We are. It's, we didn't say it here even on this show for a long time. But I think we have to start saying it now. We would be hypocrites if we just... Yeah. It's easier, you know, to be in that position when you sort of, you can only surprise. But now there will be more pressure on us. And my question is, can we handle it with this young team? Can they handle the pressure? Time will tell. The World Cup will tell. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. World Cup. That's going to be a big, big factor in everything, right? In everything, yes. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. So who's going Who's going away? So Saka. Saka, for sure. Jesus. Right? Martin Martinelli playing for Brazil. Key players. These I think key players. Is, is, has Gabriel been called up as well by the Brazilian team? No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? That's well, they have. That's I'm not sure. They have much better defenders out there. You think but, so? Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is Ram, is Ramsdale in the team? I think he's also in the team. Ramsdale, isn't he? He I'm must. Not be. Sure. Could I be. Can't. Could be. I haven't I'm checked. Not... I, I just saw Brazil's yeah. call-ups. Uh, yeah, I haven't checked the other ones. Could be yeah, uh, Ramsdale. Could could be yeah. Uh, okay, Ghana. Ghana is in the World Cup, right? So Thomas Partey. Partey, Jaka. Uh, Jaka for Switzerland, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Then who else? Cedric. Tomiyasu. Oh yeah, Tomiyasu is there. Tomiyasu, yeah, for Japan. Yeah, Japan is confirmed. Uh, Saliba for France. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of lot of lot of key players. So. God knows what's going to happen. Some of them could get some of them could get injured, but it's exactly the same for the other teams, right? So now when that happens, it's a question of who has got more squad depth. Exactly. And I'm afraid City have more squad depth than Arsenal, still, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully no one will get injured and they will not be and, too tired after that. Exactly. And plus we still have one game against City which was postponed. So I don't know when we'll be playing that mm. game because after the World Cup we will be having lots of tough games against Villa, Newcastle, Brighton. So it's going to be a, yeah. an interesting tough fixture uh, during the New Year's. I agree. Uh, the, the Premier League restarts on the Boxing Day, right? Yes. So that's that's, I believe, six days after the World Cup finishes. Seven days. The World Cup finishes okay, on 18th of December. Yeah. Isn't, isn't the Boxing Day on the... 25th. Boxing Day is 25th. Oh, the day after Christmas. 20, 20, 26th. 
Uh, hang on. Could be. Sure? I, I don't know. I thought yeah, it's on the 26th. No, bo 26th Boxing okay. Day is on the 26th. Yeah. So eight days, eight days after. Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 crazy, crazy schedule. I don't envy the play. I mean, they they will all tell you like, if you, if you do an interview with them, they, especially Harry Kane, <laughs> he always talks like that. We are professionals. We have to deal with this. I love it, but at the same time, come on, it's it's quite demanding. It is quite a tough schedule. I mean, it's good that we have it's good that we have young players, so they won't have any long term injury, and you know they can recover very quickly. Yeah. But at the same time, we have less uh, players, not enough for the depth. I agree. Yeah. So, can we win the league, Nrup? We can. At the moment, we can. You mean you and I? We can yeah, we them. can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially the two of us, right? Especially yeah. the two of us. Just when we say us, we, yeah. we mean the team we support. Of course. Arsenal. You know, a, a wise man said, give me Zdenia Kendrup and nine nine pieces of wood and I'll give you a Premier League title. Who said that? A wise man. <laughs> I've never heard that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh Yeah. Okay, Nrup. Mm. Chelsea. They they hired Potter. Do you think they regret sacking Tuchel? Uh, I don't think so. Chelsea. I mean, I understand that they won the Champions League, but again, the Champions League, the way how they won it, it didn't seem obvious. Like it could have gone either way. They could. They would have. Uh, lost it during the knockout knockout rounds itself. So if you remove the Champions League trophy, I think they were. You think they were, they were pretty average. okay? They were. I, I think, think they I, were average. I, I actually liked Tuchel. I thought he was he was doing a good job there, but it seemed in the in the recent or in in those days before in those games and uh, press conferences before his sacking, he seemed a bit agitated. Let's say. Similar, similar to to Klopp these days, right? A little bit like tetchy and Could be. nervous, and yeah, the thing uh, is, looking for excuses and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he probably also lost the dressing room or lost the trust with his uh, colleagues, yeah. with his higher officials. And That's I think right. I think it has been there before as well when he was managing for PSG and Dortmund. Really? Yeah, okay. uh, he just lost the dressing room. He lost. He just had a very it's, free it's like, fall. There was like, a free falling dip in his performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I think he has some ego issues. Probably, I could yeah. be wrong, but it seems like it. Well, he's he's like Mourinho 2.0. He cannot take criticism sometimes. Like mm -hmm. when I look at his uh, press conference versus Arteta, I've never seen like Arteta losing his cool and you know. Well, to be honest, no. I think a lot of these managers are like that. Like yeah. Even I can, we can refer to David Moyes now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yesterday it went pear shaped for David Moyes' team, West Ham United. Okay. And uh, there was this one particular issue. Yeah. So uh, Said Ben Rama has been the best West Ham United player in the recent matches. Said Ben Rama. Okay. Yeah. And uh, fans see it. Everybody sees it. He. It, he shows it with his, with his with his contribution with the stats as well. He, he scores goals, and he scored the first West Ham goal, and he he didn't do much wrong in that game. 
yet yet because that's that's actually the narrative is that he's not one of the Moises favorites that's the, that's the narrative of the West Ham fans he got substituted as one of the first players he wasn't happy with it he was mumbling he's muttering under his breath um and um in the post-match, and the fans boo booed this substitution as well. Fans booed wow. it. Yeah, it was so. There was a lot a, of discontent from the a, West Ham that's, fans. That's a new low for West Ham. There was a big. It was a big moment. And then, Moyes in the post-match con conference, he was asked about this. And, and what he, did he, he say? Th he threw Ben Rama under the bus a little bit because he said that he was injured or something like that. But that didn't look like that at all because he was playing well. He scored a fantastic goal. He, he... Moise alluded to the fact that he was carrying an injury, and he, he thought he didn't look that that like bright in that game or something like that. That's and uh, it just didn't make any sense, honestly. So I feel like Moise Moise also can't accept criticism sometimes. He's too stubborn, and it looks like. His days are numbered, honestly. Yes. Like he, I think he has got one last match to turn it round. And if he if he doesn't win against Leicester, which is the last West Ham United game, I think he's done. Yeah, because after that we face him. He faces Arsenal home. You know that West Ham United are just two points clear, uh, two points of the rele relegation zone. Yes. And oh. they have won like they have made like I don't know four points of possible fifteen points. So I think it's pretty yeah. bad for West Ham. Yeah, it's just they are too inconsistent. Out of their last five matches, they only beat Bournemouth at home. Yeah. Four points out of their last five matches. It's just not good enough. I understand West Ham's West Ham fans' frustration. I do. Yeah, as 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 someone who considers West Ham United his second team. Mm. I have a soft spot for West Ham. And I, I wish I wish them all the best. I want them to succeed. I also obviously like the Czech players in the team. I have to say it's been it's been really, really bad. And a lot of lot of players have been underperforming. The team doesn't function as a unit. It seems it's for Moise it seems to be difficult to bed in the new signings as well. He's playing them, but it seems like he's not getting the best out of them. He's not getting a tune out of them. Okay, they, there were little niggles and little injuries, and they had a few knocks and stuff like that. So there, there were some obstacles thrown in his way. But apart from that, they had plenty of opportunities to impress, but they don't seem to be played in the right positions or... Even Scamacca, the, he's an Ital Italian international. I think he's like a striker number one for Italy now, and he's, he's just—he doesn't look happy. Like his body language. I, I same, watch all those. Hmm? I watch the match. Paqueta. Paqueta, yeah, same. I watch West Ham matches, and it's just. Uh, I'm willing. I'm willing to admit that Tomas Socek. Yeah, I've been defending him for a long time, but I'm willing to admit that he, he's also like out of form. Honestly, it's. It's it's really painful to see, because he's my countryman. But he's just—I feel like maybe a time has come for him to be benched for a few matches, to regain his strength, and and uh, and I I'm pretty sure he will come back stronger. 
you know, because he's such such a great player, which so much strength, Potential, so much me mental yeah. mental strength, and he's so professional, and he will always give you everything, defense both both defensively and offensively. But unfortunately, the offensive play from him hasn't been strong lately, and his passing is a is below par these days, and uh, doesn't really make those runs into the box anymore either and his head is like heading in the final third doesn't get into chances anymore something is wrong he needs a break but the thing is it's not just him it's it's bowen antonio is not the same the same player as he was before it's a lot of players yeah lanzini Lanz well lanzini is yeah like it's difficult for him. Yeah? He doesn't really. He's not really considered a starter these days. So like it's these days, yeah. yeah. It's a bit tough for him, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's sad what's happening yeah. with West Ham. And then there's a big debate now amongst fans because I've I've seen a few videos of the of their channel of their fan channels. There's a big debate now. Should Moyes go or should he stay? And now after yesterday's game. Almost everyone is saying Moyes out, and it's painful to watch because for me, how can you sack a manager that makes uh, a European, like a European team, out of out of an average team, a team that that, that challenges for for the European competition to, to to win it? He he got to the semi-finals last season. This season, he won every single match in Europe in the Conference League. Two, two European spots secured uh, twice in a row, but, um, in a row, right? And how can you just not give him more time? He's got he's got a lot of new players, like eight or nine new players. That takes time to bet them in, right? I agree, but then at the same time, I don't know whether uh, it's if 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 you have to look at such aspects when it comes to an experienced manager. And you have to also look how his team's confidence is, whether his his players are actually supporting him or not. Yeah. Does he have the dressing room behind? Like, Does he have the Has he lost room? his dressing room? Or That's the problem because if the, the, the situation... Because after the like, Bendrama incident, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I still think he's got a lot of players behind him though, including Declan Rice. That's okay. that's my con conviction. So I I believe they're gonna bounce back against Leicester. They will they will win against Leicester in a convincing manner. They will put in yeah, a great shift. They don't have any I, other choice because the next I, fixtures yeah. are gonna be difficult. But but if you if 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 you want to if you want to throw your manager under the bus, you know you if if you are a player and you don't want your manager, you you're not gonna turn up. You know in that game. I think there are enough players who will. So I don't think this, that's going to happen. And the mm -hmm. fans... I understand that they now have higher expectations of the team, but I think they should be a little bit more patient yeah. with him. Because remember last year, Miguel Arteta? Remember last year what was happening? Yeah. Like how a lot of fans were saying Arteta, Arteta out. out. We don't, they I, don't might, I might have said it. I might you, have said yeah, that. definitely. I think you were against Arteta. I wasn't. And... But I wasn't. I wasn't like one hundred percent. I was like, yeah. it looked. I wasn't 
convinced completely. And I was willing to listen to you because you were one of the few people who were standing behind him. Mm. You know, and that's, that's, I have to say, look, look, we wouldn't be where we are without Arteta now. Yes. So give Moyes more time, in my opinion. Yeah, because after the World Cup, who knows what's going to happen. And at that time, you will need managers like him yeah. who can handle the situation. Absolutely. I think that the West Ham fans are probably frustrated with him because he doesn't, he seems to be very obstinate, unwilling to change his ways. Like always like doing the same thing, always playing the same strategy, the same, it's a very negative defensive play. That, that doesn't, it's like a one trick pony at the moment. I think and you should learn. I think you should learn from Brendan Rodgers. If you look at uh, Leicester City now, I think they are back on the track. Yeah. Uh, I think they were, what, 19, 18? They were battling the relegation zone with Nottingham Forest at one point. Yeah. And Rodgers then admitted, okay, he has been bad. It's his fault yeah. with the strategy. And he changed it and look where they are right now. Exactly. One word about Liverpool. They beat Spurs 2-1 uh, away from home. Are they back? Uh, Liverpool are always back. I don't uh, judge them. I am. Al I always see them as a threat as long as they have Salah and, and Klopp. Uh, Klopp. Yeah. Salah scored two fantastic goals. And their new formation yep. works well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Tottenham. Uh, I think Conte is under pressure. Lots of questions to be asked. Lots of uh, bad football played by him. Mm. I mean, he was never like that when he used to manage his previous teams, like Chelsea or let's say uh, Inter Milan. But just when it comes to Tottenham, he just plays bad football. I don't know why. Yeah, but he is getting results. Okay. One thing I will say is they have been losing the, the important games against against the top six, right? So um, they are in, in quite a good position in the league. Currently, they are yes. sitting in the fourth. fourth place, right? However, however, they lost their matches against Liverpool, Arsenal, Manchester United and Newcastle. I, I consider Newcastle as one of the top six. Well, it's now like kind of like top seven because Newcastle are there already. Like it's amazing. Every single match they score at least three, four goals. It's incredible. Newcastle are flying at the moment. And they also dropped points against Chelsea and Liverpool. I think they lost against Liverpool, didn't they? Spurs. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, they lost. Sorry. Yeah, they they just lost, right? So yeah. so but but they are still in the fourth place. How can they be so high with losing all these matches? It's incredible. You know, it's they're still there. Conte is... I would never underestimate that manager. And they still have Harry Kane. He's just such a good player. Yeah, yeah he is. Excellent player. As much as it pains me to say that, he is a good player. It's a shame that they don't have Son because of the injury, but... Yeah. Can you tell I us as a doctor what exactly happened there? <laughs> I have no idea. All I remember was that in the commentary section that he had some collision and then something happened with his eye. It seemed like he had some concussion 
But then yeah. I don't know. He could. I think he probably has some stitches now. But then on the other side, they have Kulusevski back, and Kulusevski is a top player. He he was an Arsenal target at one point, and they got him. And because of him, Spurs had a great start of the season. Yeah. So Kulusevski is back for them, which is a good news. Yeah. You know what? This this son injury. Is he out of the World Cup or not? Do we I know yet? He, I'm not sure. Do we, do South Korea even play for the World Cup? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course, of course. They are always think... every single time they are there, right? Okay. They um, they I'm don't not miss sure. I'm not sure if he misses the World Cup. I think it's just a small if injury. If he does, if he does. It's such such a loss. For it is because the entire Asian football, in my opinion, he's just the yes. biggest biggest star of the you Asian to, continent. You have to remember, he was the one who knocked Germans out of the World Cup last season, last World Cup. I don't remember group, that. But yeah, it was the group stages, yeah. final match, South Korea versus Germany. Yeah, and yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, okay. No, he's an excellent player. Okay, Nrup, let's take a look at our heroes and villains of let's the go. week. Let's go. Let's do this. Your hero of the week, Nrup? It has to be Gabriel Magalhães, our defender. I think he was the reason for our win. He was great with the ball. His celebration was great. His tweet was great. What did he tweet? Uh, he tweeted, nothing personal, but London is red. <laughs> he literally tweeted. I see. That was a dig. That was a dig at Aubameyang. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And yeah, fun fact, uh, ever since the beginning of last season, he has been the defender with the most, most goals. So yeah, I think he's my hero. Okay. Um, I was going to give it to Miguel Arteta, but I... I'm gonna ha I'm gonna be different here, and I'm giving it to Jesse Marsh. Okay. I could have given it to Summerwell again, <laughs> like I did. It. I, he got it from me last week, Summerwell for scoring that winner against. Um, who did they beat? Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, he scored a winner again, four-three in a four-three game. But Jesse Marsh, come on, take a yeah. bow. Like your team is losing at halftime, one two. Then uh, they concede another goal. It's it's three one, yeah. and they find inner strength in themselves to turn it round. I mean, that has to be the manager. That has to be the manager, right? Fantastic manager, Jesse Marsh. Halftime talk changes everything. I believe he's he's one of the best motivational coaches. He must be at the same level as uh, Klopp in that in the motivational speeches and all that. Could be. Yeah. Americans tend to be quite good at this stuff, so it's it's only natural that this this ha is happening. Okay, villains of the week. Who's your villain of the week? Okay, I'm gonna go first. My villain of the week is none other than David Moyes. For, yeah, I was for, expecting that. For, for the reasons we have already described. I'm not going to give it to Oba for saying that uh, I'm blue, I'm back, I'm ready. No, 
That was actually quite funny. I thought he was cool. I thought he was cool. It wasn't too disrespectful or anything. It was cool. But David Moyes, I'm sorry. You have to do better than that. You have to motivate your players better. And you need to come up with something new as well. You know, don't don't get stuck in your ways. Just just open your mind a bit. Be more creative. He needs that. He's still a good manager, I think. He must be a great speaker again and 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 respected respected by the players. And I think he's a funny manager too, but he needs to be more creative. You know, he yeah, I get it's not, it. There's not only one way of doing things. And if one way doesn't work, don't keep doing the same thing. The definition of insanity is you keep doing the same thing, you can never you can never improve, right? That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's not exactly the definition of insanity. What's the definition of insanity, Rub? Hang on. Uh, oh, yeah, I know what it is. What uh, is it? If you... Keep doing the same thing and expect the same. Expect same result. Better, expect the yeah. If you keep doing the same thing and expect different results, different results. Yeah, that's sorry. that's the def definition of insanity. Yeah, who quoted we got, we that? Got, we, we got there in the end. We got there. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> we got there. Okay, uh, let's talk about the FPL quickly. Oh, sorry, <laughs> you forgot to ask my villain of the week. I'm the villain. I'm the uh, villain. No, no, no. I'm forgetting about you. <laughs> exactly. So it's Deniak, the villain, the new villain. I don't, even, I don't even play in the Premier League, man. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, I think uh, I wanted to say Ronaldo, but I think it wasn't his fault. So I think I'll go with the with the referee of uh, yesterday's game of uh, which, the which one, the one uh, between Arsenal and Chelsea. And I think he he made quite terrible decisions. The referee, really? uh, when it came to uh, when it came to Saka, I think that yellow card was quite unfair. And oh yeah, I think I think Kukurella yeah. was about could have been sent off for, for his challenges uh, on Saka. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, it's just that. Okay. Yeah. All right then. Uh, the referee, <laughs> your villain of the week. Yeah, that's and the villain of the week. Now it's time for FPL, aka Fantasy Premier League. Let's go. <laughs> you can't wait, can you? Ah, uh, that was a bad. Sorry for cutting you off there, but no worries. You were saying something. Oh no, it's just I don't think I had a good day in the fantasy league. Yeah, because okay. Well, let, let, let's have a look at our score. If yeah. you guys have no idea what we are talking about, like that, then there is a game uh, which you can play. All of you can play this game with us. It you can find it on fantasy.premierleague.com, and uh, it's it's a website about the Premier League, and and part of it is the the fantasy football game, and I recommend registering. It's a free game, and it's a lot of fun, and it makes watching the Premier League matches more enjoyable. Nrup, you have to admit, the life before FPL for you, because you you only joined this year, the, the Premier League life before FPL is not the same as it is now, is it? It's not. <laughs> the thing is that uh, I, I've started supporting 
some players that I hate, but I want exactly. them because because I want them to score for my FPL yeah. team. So I always yeah. cheer up for them. Like you know, guys, come on! I want you to be your best. Exactly, and suddenly you're interested in 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 knowing the results of other games, and it's just well. it's just it's just more fun, isn't it? Yeah, it okay. Just, yeah. Nope, this is this is my score this week. Oh, I was actually predicting a disaster this week. I, okay. I, I wasn't confident going into this week at all because a lot of my players were playing away from home. Same. I could see I could see some players were flagged. Mitrovic was flagged, Wilson was flagged, Haaland was, was flagged. Haaland was flagged. And I didn't know what to expect from Foden. Like Foden, I, I could see him not playing and he didn't play. Indeed, both Foden and Haaland were benched for this game. So, also, we didn't know what would happen in the Chelsea game. So, actually, getting 62 points, you know, being above average, I'm quite happy with this week. Yeah. Salah, Haaland, obviously. Ha Haaland yeah. saved you. That well, was a wild guess. Mm, was it, though? Because, you know what? If he hadn't played, I would have been all right because I gave the, the vice captaincy to Almiron. You see, so Almiron would have given me 16 points, which would have been more than Haaland. Okay. When it, when it comes to Salah, obviously, he would have been the best captain by far because he got, yeah. he got me 15 points. Imagine that. I, I would now have 10, 10 more points if I had captained Salah. Fair enough. 72. So, you know, but it's hard to get this captaincy, right? Especially with Salah not being in his top form right now but two goals yeah. ni nice nice uh, turn um nice return from him look at look at the newcastle though Trippier, 12 points <laughs> almiron eight points it's incredible and it's consistent from these two guys look look at look at Trippier, yeah yeah 12 points but before that 11 points okay two points here but nine points six points seven points he is on Fire, yeah, he's he is I, on fire. If you don't so have TPI, you're you're in trouble. I think he must be the best scoring defender of all defenders this yeah. year. I don't know if Cancelo has more, but I mean Cancelo, he give he got sent off, so people lost two points. Exactly, exactly, and some people even captained Cancelo. Yeah, <laughs> let's have a look at your team, Noob. Yeah, so you got fifty-four. Okay. I, it was a bit iffy because I subbed in Dalot. I, I wanted to have easy. If you look at him, yeah, yeah. Uh, lost those points because of that. No, you, you, yeah, but hang on, Dalot didn't play, right? No, he played, but then he got yellow card and he lost the game three one. Oh, so he'll be missing the next game. Oh no, or he'll be missing a couple of games. Yeah, he'll be he's suspended. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Eze, you didn't play Eze. He got six points. I did not. He has been on form. I recommend uh, to get him. He's quite Nearly. good for Crystal Palace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He scored that. Didn't he score the winner against um, against West Ham? I don't. I can't remember. No, no, it wasn't him. I think he assisted. Oh, perhaps that's what happened. Bruno Guimaraes. Yeah, he scored that that, that final goal for yeah. Newcastle. I really expected and, a lot from Zuma and, of course, the Man United defenders because the fixture yeah. looked quite easy. So I thought they would help me get a lot of points. Yeah. But again, I think Nunes did a good job. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you captain De Bruyne. That was a good pick as well. Yeah, yeah, he's he my consistently. He's my captain as always. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need oh, to change it? my back four though. 
I think I think De Bruyne De Bruyne is a good choice of a captain as long as you don't have Haaland. If you have Haaland, then I think it's I, I used yeah. to have De Bruyne and Haaland as well. But the the thing is, you don't want to have too many of these big hitters because then yeah. as, they're gonna the can, cancel they're gonna cancel each other out. Because yeah. if if you have Haaland, then you want to captain Haaland over De Bruyne, right? Fair enough. And that that means that maybe it's better to get more other players like more lower. Mm. Uh, lower tier players rather than having De Bruyne and Haaland. I don't know. Yeah. Also looking at Chelsea's uh, form, I really expected a lot from Jesus and Saka and Martinelli, but yeah. yeah. I mean, Saka, he's always yeah. assisting somehow, but I wanted more three, from Jesus. Mm, yeah, the problem is you have three Arsenal players, so they, they either all get a lot of points often because they assist to each other's goals, exactly. or they, they don't get so many points, but usually they do. Usually they do. Martin, Lili, and Saka, they always do the work, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just Jesus who is not scoring these days, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you are sitting in the 23rd place because we know you started late. You joined the league late. Yeah, like four like weeks, that. four weeks late. So yeah. I missed four games. But look at the number of points you have, Nrup. Exactly. So 666. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm the devil. And look, I'm quite close. When you look at the gap, the gap is closing in. So I could be joining... Marvin, Patrick, yeah. it's going to be close. Well, look at Penn. Penn had like a shocker this round. 27 points only. Wow. Just just look yeah. at Patrick. 92 points. Who is Patrick? Oh, here. Uh, yeah. Oh, 92 points. What yeah. the hell? How did he get that? I think someone even got 100. Oh, wow. Yeah. He played. He has Gabriel. Tipier look look as captain. captain. He has Gross as well. Gross scored a goal as well. Yeah. Yeah. Pascal Gross. Kane. Kane, yeah. Kane is a consistent scorer. It's good to get Kane, honestly. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, still Mohamed, top of the league. Uh, yeah, he has been there been for good. a long time now. He hasn't been good these days, so I'm following everyone. Yeah. And, yeah. You mean Mohamed? Uh, everyone, is he, like, everyone. Is, is, he, is he dropping off? He is, yeah. Soon he'll be surpassed by others. Like Kahal. Kahal. Yeah, others, like even Jack. Hmm. You see, I'm I'm still behind Ben. Ben is I still... Think, I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, but look look at Paul. He's right behind me. Five points. Yeah. Behind. We, always, behind always, we, we always have a similar score. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Martin, look at Martin. He's his first season ever. He's doing wow. a fantastic job. Martin, wow. look at him. 60 points consistently. He's Gabriel, wow. Yeah, he's got Gabriel. Zaha as well. Zara, wow. Martin, I have to say, is impressing me. Yeah. And I also fear him. Clive is dropping off a little bit. Budgie, our regular on this show. West Ham supporter. Yeah, I think West, West Ham is the reason he's losing points. Yeah, because what what happens is that you you play the the players from your team, and then if they are not performing well, definitely you're, you're screwed. That's that's why someone like Pan is underperforming. Because look, look how many Leeds players he has. Yeah. Although Somerville, thirteen points. Is he even <laughs> playing? Is he even playing FPL Pan? He is. Look, okay. look, he that this is the proof because he just captains the Leeds. Who is this even? I don't know this player, Gerhard. Did he, he even is. play? He played, yeah. 
Look at this. Should have kept in Somerville. Or James or Andreas. Yeah. Too many players not not returning for him, especially his defense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So if you guys want to join this league, there's a link in the description, okay? In the description of this show. And I think that's where we will uh, part ways with Nrup. That's where we'll say goodbye to Nrup. I'm going to do the language corner bit. Yeah, I haven't been I haven't managed to make too many notes today because I've been focused on, on the show a lot. But I'll try to explain a few words here and there. And Nrup, thank you very much for your participation today. Anytime. Your, that was a great your, time. For your Arsenal insight. Yeah. Are we gonna go mushrooming next week or this week on Saturday? I mean, depends on the weather, depends on your patrolling, I believe, which is day after tomorrow. Yeah, we went. We went uh, about two weeks ago. Yeah. Jeez, that was I, a long time ago. Wow, it just feels like we yeah. went there last week. But I enjoyed it so much that I even yeah. started watching a YouTube channel about mushrooms. <laughs> wow, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I like I, because I used to love it a lot when I was younger. I used to love picking mushrooms. And by the way, guys, Zdeniak, uh, <laughs> Zdeniak, he's quite good at mushrooming. I mean, yeah. He can find but, mushrooms just like that. He's he's he has some really good skill. Okay. He's as good as Ozil when it comes to finding spaces. <laughs> Could have said someone else. Ozil was a flop in the end. Well, in the end, yeah, but peak Ozil was something. So And Rup, thank you for teaching me how to use a mushrooming app because I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, a mushrooming I'm glad. App. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much, Nrup, and um, I'll speak to you soon, mate. Cheers, man. Take care. See everyone. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. And it's just me now, and I'm going to be explaining some of the vocabulary from the show. As I said, this one was a bit tougher for me because, you see, when I have just one guest that I'm talking to, I have to focus on that guest 24-7, right? And that means I can't take a break too much. Um, but I still managed to make a few notes here. Um, I think this is what Nrup said. If I'm not quoting directly, by the way, I'm, I may be paraphrasing, but it's about that expression, that word that I want to explain. This is not a tough one. Um, Nrup said, yesterday's game wasn't Leeds' ideal game. Um, Leeds is why do I say why do I keep saying Leeds sorry Leeds I have to say Leeds is and there's also a mistake so it should be like this sorry guys it should be in my opinion like this Leeds is ideal game and um, yeah um, ideal is a, is a good word um, it means perfect uh, yesterday's game wasn't Leeds is perfect game okay moving on Okay, uh, I use this phrasal verb to pull something off. And I think I said something along the lines of, where am I? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I think I said that Leeds didn't pull it off. Uh, sorry, that Leeds pulled it off. Or, um, and I was, I was talking about Pan, our regular of the, on this show, uh, Leeds fan. And I said that, he, uh, that he's glad that Leeds pulled it off 
So if you pull something off, you manage something. You manage to win. You manage to turn it round. So in this case, they were trailing. They were losing 1-3. And then in the end, they managed to pull it off. Okay, so they, man they managed to win. Um, yeah, so, so it's like succeed in, in doing something. To pull something is like succeed in doing something. Okay? Hopefully this is clear. It's a, it's a phrase of verb. All right, let's see what, what else we have here. Okay. I have to quickly check typos because I don't want to... I want to write it twice. So this is what I asked Nrup. This is a question I asked Nrup. And I said, what's more important, three points or the manner in which we played? So I'm looking at the word manner here. And this is a word that has more meanings. But here it means the way in which we played. Yeah? So, um, yeah, that's it. The way in which we played. Okay, what else do we have here? Right. Attacking-wise, we've been improving every day. So that's what Nrub said. Attacking-wise, I, I like this word. This suffix-wise, it, it's very flexible. And, and, and what it means is that um, it changes the meaning of the word attacking. It means in terms of attacking, when it comes to attacking, as, as far as attacking goes, yeah, or as regards attacking, we have been improving every day. That's what it means. You can you can use it. It's very, as I said, it's very flexible. So you can use it after almost anything. You can say football wise, football football wise, or something else. I don't know. Uh, okay. <sighs> Okay, this is something I said. Uh, I'm sure he had more motivation to perform well against his former gaffer. And I was talking about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. And he was playing against his old team, right? Against Arsenal. Gaffer is another word for boss or manager. Okay, so I'm sure he had more motivation to play well against his former gaffer. So if after all that happened between Alba and uh, Arteta, um, I'm pretty sure that when he entered that pitch, he had only one thing on his mind, and that's scoring against against uh, his former gaffer, his his former manager. It's it's a slang word which is used in British English. I think it's I believe it's like a slang British slang, but it's it's a nice word. They use it a lot. In the Premier League, gaffer. Nice word. Okay. We were just formidable against them. So Nrup was describing um, how we played against Chelsea. And Nrup said we were just form formidable. So uh, I'm just going to quickly check. Um, yeah, I was just checking the pronunciation. Formidable. Yeah, that's correct. So the stress is on the second syllable. Formidable. And um, now the question is, what exactly does it mean? So if you are formidable, um, you are kind of powerful and, and you 
you cause fear, you cause respect and fear. It's just, uh, often we use this with the word army. I, historians use it a lot. If, if um, a nation has a formidable army, that army inspires fear and, and, and it's just massive and, and uh, full of experienced soldiers, perhaps. And often, often you, you you lose that battle even before before you start fighting, yeah. So that's that's how Nrup described Arsenal. So very nice adjective, formidable. Okay. Um, this is too easy. Okay, let's let's deal with this one then. We still have one game in hand, which was postponed. So a game in hand mean, means you still have one game. A game that was a game in hand means that other players have have played more games than you. Yeah? Other players have played one more game than you. You have still have a game at disposal, let's say. You still have one game to play, a game in hand. And um, postponed means called off, kind of delayed, right? postponed it's going to be played later all right uh this is a nice word a dip dip uh there was a free falling dip in his performance so uh, a dip in your performance like imagine there's like a graph and when, when when the graph goes when the curve goes down when the line goes down it's a dip it's a fall right a decline let's say decrease uh, a dip okay um i believe what what was noob talking about there who sorry who was noob talking about there can't remember must have been a player right who else would it be Okay. Um, yeah, I also said his days are numbered. And that was when I was referring to David Moyes. If your days are numbered, in this case, it means that Moyes is probably going to get a sack, you know, because uh, there's a lot of um, discontent amongst the fans. And his days are numbered. It mean it, it means like, unfortunately, he's going to get sacked. It's it's all over for him. It's kind of like you're predicting the outcome. You're you're sort of predicting what's going to happen next. And if you say someone's days are numbered, it means somebody is gonna get fired or or killed or well, hopefully Moise is not gonna get killed. But you know what I mean. You could use this in various different ways. Um, but very nice idiom. Okay, it's a, it's like it's these are your final days almost, either in a job or something like that. Okay, and um, okay, this this comes from medical English, but it's also useful for general English. It's good to know this one. It seemed like he had some concussion. Yeah, that's what Nrub said, and. Um, uh, if you have concussion, I believe that means that uh, you lose you lose um, consciousness. Yeah, so um, you sort of pass out, and uh, you don't know what's happening. 
you lose consciousness. Okay, concussion, I think it's after getting hit in, 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 in the head as well. You don't necessarily lose consciousness, I think. Not always. Some, it's, I think there are different levels of, con of concussion. I think some are more serious, some are less. And sometimes it's, it's just, it's just um, you get hit in the head, whether it's a clash of heads or whatever happens. And then I think it's like a brain, like your brain is shaken or something. And often it takes a few moments to get better, but sometimes there could be uh, consequences. Yeah, you could, you, you might need a, a medical checkup, something like that. So, yeah. Okay, guys, that's it. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this this last bit, the language corner, and I hope you find it useful. Um, and uh, please, uh, if you want to help this channel, give it. Give this video a like, and if this is your first time watching, why don't you subscribe? Because I do this video every week. I still don't know what's going to happen during the World Cup. I might either take a break or I might do a World Cup special. We will see. We will see. What would you What would you prefer? Let, let me know in the comments. <laughs> do you want me to take a break? If 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 we get six people, six people who say that I should take a break, I will take a break. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, guys, thanks very much for watching and um, take care. Bye.